the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. It is Wednesday here in New York City. It's like technically you call it hump day, but it's not really hump day because Monday wasn't, you know, it wasn't a work day. So it's kind of cheating to say it's a hump day. It's it's a half day. Um, <laughs> what a great show we have. I have Joan Pelzer has lined up three excellent guests um, and we're going to cover so many different topics, but they're real New York topics. This is an exciting time of the year. Uh, it's a, it's a time of the year for new beginnings, you know, September and January, I would say are the new beginnings, right? Because whether we like it or not, um, many of us have children that are starting school. Arthur started school today. Lucas starts school tomorrow. I made sure that I arranged my schedule. So I did take Arthur to school today, which was wonderful. First grade. Yay. And tomorrow, Lucas starts his junior year in high school, which is crazy because it seems like he was Arthur's age five minutes ago. But, you know, even here at the law firm, the law firm is buzzing, buzzing. Um, I have Alan Dershowitz literally in one room working on something with Imran. I just hung up with uh, Mayor Rudy Giuliani uh, in the other line. Um, I'm working on documents for uh, former Mayor uh, Bill de Blasio. We're having something to do with some civil stuff that that uh, he's working on. Uh, it's it's exciting. It's exciting stuff. And obviously, 99% of our, our clients are just, quote unquote, quintessential New Yorkers who, you know, we're dealing with everything from uh, Lawrence was here, uh, one of the lawyers here talking about employment law. Um, we have, we're doing some, a lot of personal injury stuff. Uh, and obviously we're doing some criminal stuff. So it's, it's, it's all of that we did. It just, I just finished doing a uh, reviewing a confidentiality agreement. I did a general release. It's law, 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 law. So, um, I'm excited. So I wanted to talk about all different parts of New York. Um, we have Christine Nicholas, who is no stranger to 970. She's on with Kevin all the time. She's going to talk about Broadway and 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 uh, the restaurants and the, the the shows and what's hot and what's coming and what's going. We're going to talk with Hank about the governor's race. We had Lee Zeldin on yesterday, so we want to do a little analysis there. We're going to talk about Matthew Douse, who's a, a neighbor of mine in Brooklyn, New York. 
He's the former TLC commissioner, and he's going to enlighten us a lot about uh, not only congestion pricing and how it's going to affect us, but they're going to raise the, the going to allow the cabbies to charge us more money and the effects that that's going to have on us as well. One thing that didn't go up is they announced the new iPhone 14 today, and it has a couple of new gizmos. It's got a better camera and. Um, I think the screen is slightly bigger and there's some portion of it that's always on that shows you notifications. But the breaking news about the new iPhone is they did not increase the price. So even though their costs are going up, they're not raising our costs. So yip, hip, hip, hooray to um, Apple for not um, raising the price of the iPhone, the new iPhone 14. I believe that means it's 14 years old. I think they do a new one every year. Um, I will tell you real quick, this, win- this winter, <laughs> this past weekend, when I with my nephew, Nicholas, he jumps in the pool with holding his iPhone. I'm like, what are you doing? And he, he just goes under the water, and he's taking pictures of little Arthur under the water. And I said, Nicholas, what, are you nuts? And he's like, no, Uncle Arthur. He's like, from the, the iPhone, I think 11, 12, 13, they're all, like, waterproof. They're up to 10 feet or something like that. So, um I, I, you gotta keep, you gotta keep your dial tuned in right now to AM 970 because, uh, the three guests that are coming up are, you're going to end this show and you're going to be enriched and enlightened and entertained all at the same time. All right, Alex, what else do we have to do? Well, I think we got to hear from our friends at Connors and Sullivan. Uh, And you know what? They have a very, very important legal update. So listen to this. If you live in New York, Pay very close attention because this affects you. If your loved one needs home care benefits, the law governing New York home care benefits benefits is scheduled to change the beginning of next year, January 1, 2023. Focus on this. If your loved one needs home care benefits, the law governing it is scheduled to change January 1, 2023 which means there's going to be a look-back period. All 2023 financial transactions 30 months prior to the application for benefits are going to be scrutinized and subject to penalty periods, including gifts to family members. Financial transfers must be made and benefit applications must be submitted before December 30th to ensure eligibility and to protect your assets. Now more than ever, the time to plan is now. Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law, are experts in this area and can help you get in under the deadline. But you must, you must start the process as soon as possible before the start of December to complete by the end of the year. So call Connors and Sullivan today. Don't delay at 718-238-6500. Call Connors and Sullivan today at 718-238-6500. We all know summer is coming to an end, which means Invite Health is having our annual Labor Day buy one, get one free sale. The sale is on now. Buy any Invite Health product at suggested retail and get the second bottle free. Say hello to the change of seasons the right way by learning more about how to stay healthy from me, Dr. Amanda Williams, right here on AM 970 The Answer, Monday through Friday at noon. Listen to past shows and informative podcasts all at invitehealth.com. Give us a call to order by phone or to speak with a degreed healthcare professional seven days a week. 
week at 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Visit invitehealth.com for our retail locations and to set up a free nutritional consultation in person, by phone, or by video. Take advantage of Invite's limited time, buy one, get one free Labor Day sale. Contact Invite at 800-673-2345. That number again, 800-673-2345. Or go to invitehealth.com. Invite Health, get healthy, stay healthy. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. Don't tell me not to live, just sit and putter. Life's candy and the sun's a ball of butter. Don't bring around a cloud to rain on my parade. Don't tell me not to fly, I've simply got to. If someone takes a spill, it's me and not you. Who told you you're allowed to rain? Oh, here we go with a little uh, a little Broadway tunage, and uh, I mean, for our next guest, there's literally a million uh, Broadway songs we could play, but uh, you know, Alex is in charge; he's behind the board, so he went with uh, Leah Michelle, who I believe is on Broadway right now. But let's just ask; we don't need to guess. Let's just <laughs> ask our next guest. The CEO of Nicholas and Lentz Communication, the chair of the Broadway Association, and the chair of the New York State Tourism Advisory Council for the state of New York. I'm appointed by the governor herself, the one, the only, no stranger, a favorite daughter of AM970, the answer, Christine <laughs> Nicholas. Hello, Christine. How are you? I'm doing great, Arthur, and and thanks for starting with "Don't Rain on My Parade" because my goodness, that is that seems to be the hot, hot ticket right now. Funny Girl, which Leah Michelle started last night. You know, she she replaced. Uh, you know, this was not an easy thing. It has been struggling. The show has been struggling, um, and she has come in. She's got this huge following of uh, you know the Glee folks. These are the you know, the millennials who've been watching Glee and they just love her. I think she's like 7 million followers. And it was a star-studded event last night and try to get a ticket to Funny Girl with Leah Michelle. And I hope it does well. It's almost like a brand new opening night. You know, the show's been going on now for months. But last night has just brought new energy, new excitement to Funny Girl. So uh, break a leg to everybody and congratulations. Remind our listeners who made Funny Girl famous. Who was the famous Barbara. actress? Barbara. Barbara they... Streisand. Okay. There you and go. I think that was part of the problem because everybody thought of Barbara Streisand and they were comparing. And this, you know, it just, to me, it wasn't fair. But, you know, now this woman who is in the show, Lou Michelle, played this role on Glee, right? She was, so she was so called born for the role. And, the, you know, the songs in Glee are very well known, and this uh, Don't Rain on My Parade was one of the songs that the kids know. 
So it was an easy transition. And from what I understand, the producers wanted her to be the original, uh, but she was busy. Couldn't do it. So now here she is. All right. Well, that's so that's that's the hottest ticket. Talk to talk folks who are listening here. We're talking to Christine Nicholas. She's the chair of the Broadway Association. Give us a uh, the state of the union mm-hmm. of Broadway. We're back from summertime. My office yeah. here is buzzing like a like like a hot. I don't know. Whatever you want to uh, whatever you want to say. It's it's buzzing over here. That's for sure. So tell us what's going on uh, on Broadway. We're on 45th and 5th. We're very close to Broadway. Um, what shows? I know what I'm a little saddened about is I know Dear Evan Hansen is closing. I thought it was fantastic. I think I've seen it more times than I could count it. Probably four or five. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's, what's taking its place? What's going to be the new hot show? It, you know, it had a good run. Um, but look, the hot thing right now is if you can see Broadway, uh, if you can go to a Broadway show between now and the 25th of September, because traditionally this is when it dips a little bit. Once school starts, everybody gets busy. You have the Jewish holidays. You, um, there's the two for one Broadway week, which is really more than a week, September 6th through the 25th, where you can get two for one tickets at 22 select performances. And it includes Moulin Rouge, Phantom of the Opera, uh, Six, which is a hot show. That's another hot show. Wicked. Into the Woods, which is a very hot show. Not a new show, but a, you know, it reopened with a new cast. So a lot of great offerings so that you don't have to break the bank. It's a great intro also to Broadway. So, uh, NYC and Company runs this program with the Broadway League. Um, it's the 11th year that it's running, so this is a great way for you to see what's what's great and new. 22 select performances. But um, what's Christine? If I can interrupt you, I'm t- Christine yeah. Nicholas. What what is six all about? Ah, the six wives of Henry VIII. Okay, so they were either beheaded, divorced, survived, beheaded, divorced. Uh, you know, this is the song. Okay, so, but it. It's like a pop show. It's 90 minutes, um, you know, no intermission, uh, which it seems like a lot of people are gravitating towards these uh, shorter shows. But the teens love it, okay, because it's like a um, – it's almost like an American Idol contest on who had the most misery from King Henry VIII, right? Who has the biggest sob story? And they each do a song – and they compete, and it's fun. But what's great as a parent of teenagers, quite frankly, trying to teach them any kind of history. So if they can learn history through Broadway, why not? I know well, I mean, well, first of all, about six. Hamilton, uh, right? Well, I was going to talk about that in a second, but my uh, our our friend, our mutual friend Joan Pelzer, apparently has seen six twice, and she's going to go see it again. She's on a mission to see six six times. Um, <laughs> And I have no problem admitting I may have learned uh, more history from the words of the lyrics of Hamilton than from Mr. Thompson in uh, American history, (laughs) Polly Prep in 1984. Uh, And and I imparted that on my son and my nephew and my niece. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, in terms of the world of straight up plays, what what are the plays? Well, is six a play or a musical? Oh, Six is a, Six is a musical. Um, okay, what about plays? Are there any plays out there that are hot right high now? Volume. Yeah, it's a very high-volume musical. Uh, well, musical seems to be the, you know, the taste of the hour, but there are some plays coming on, on board. Um, a big one, August Wilson's The Piano Lesson, which is going to be a hot ticket. Um, they're going to start September 19th for that, so it's right around the corner. 
Um, but you can, uh, you know, who's going to be in that? John David Washington. All right, Denzel Washington's son is in it, and Samuel Jackson. Okay, so right. you're going to Okay, yes, yes, yes. I saw the advertisement. I saw the advertisement yeah. for it in in the papers. Mm-hmm. And how how's yeah. the restaurant industry doing around the Broadway shows? Because you know they're so tied together. The pre theater meet uh, menus yeah, for those restaurants that are right there in the name, or or post theater menus. Well, look, there's no doubt about it that this has been. Um, this has been a struggle. Okay. Tourism has not come back as quickly as we hoped. And when you look at this, compare this time, this time of year to last year when Broadway was just reopening. Sure. There was an excitement, but there was also a bit of a nervousness, right? People weren't sure you're going to have to wear masks. Do you really want to be in a theater next to people? So yes, it came back. There was an initial surge and then it kind of dropped off. Um, I think this year people know how to deal with COVID They also know it's not one and done, that we're going to have to continue to get these shots and whatnot. But the theaters are willing to work with you. They're willing to allow you to to see a show without a mask. Unless you want to wear a mask, then there are shows like The Kite Runner who has uh, mask-only shows. But the restaurants are still suffering. So, you know, there was restaurant week that NYC and company put together. Um, This summer, it extended longer than usual. That was a great boost. But People should book their theaters and book their restaurants because it's also very helpful for the area restaurants to know how many people are coming in. You know, look, it's um, I think it's getting better now that more and more office workers are coming back because that has a lot to do with it. It's never only been Broadway that the restaurants in the Broadway community, they also relied on the office workers and also tourism. Right. So remember that Broadway, 50 percent of Broadway ticket holders are tourists. Um, and that hasn't come back yet. So look, go out, see a Broadway show. And speaking of history, Arthur, you learned your history from Hamilton. You're going to learn more American history from 1776. Which is Why, is that coming back? That is coming back, but it's a gender bender, okay? It's oh, all boy. women. <laughs> okay, now <laughs> I, I will tell you, I am... Um, powdered I, wigs. I, I've never seen 1776 in any form, so I'm very much looking. And I know uh, my friend Frank, he said it's his favorite show. Um, so yeah. I want to talk to you for a second. I want to just change gears and talk to you about your your position as the chair of the New York State Tourism Advisory Council. Talk to me a little about that. That was an appointment by Governor Hochul. Um, well, it was actually, you know, I'm, I've been at this now for a good six years, so I'm very pleased to be uh, and honored to be representing Governor Hochul. Um, and also, you know, I've been at it for a while. Um, basically what it is is a committee that is appointed by the governor and also elected officials. So it's a committee of 16 and we, um, work with I Love New York, um, which is through ESD on, you know, the great advertising that they do and also the promotion that they do. So we're just an advisory council where we give ideas, sit around the table five times a year. You've got a lot of tourism representatives around that table, and we try to figure out where can I Love New York take this? How can we continue to be promoting tourism? So the governor today released the fall foliage um, report that they're going to be doing that. And did you know that fall in New York, autumn in New York, um, I know it seems so inviting. (laughs) It's good to live it again. But it is a, a very, very hot time for people. Not hot. It's cool. But it's a... It's very popular time for visitors. Apparently, according to, to, to the fall foliage. according to the press release that uh, you're quoted in, 
Um, autumn <laughs> in New York has one of the nation's longest foliage seasons. Um, Christine okay. Nicholas, before we run out of time, I want to talk about what you're doing with Mayor Adams in in the Bronx for uh, <laughs> what they're calling Fredagosto. Tell me about this. Fredagosto, as you know, takes place in Italy in August, but in New York, uh, up in Arthur Avenue, which is the little Italy of the Bronx, they uh, moved it to September, I think, just to capture more folks when they come back and they're, you know, no longer on vacation. So it's a festival. It's a fabulous festival, and it's going to be Sunday, uh, September 11th. It's going to start at 11 a.m. There's going to be food. All of the restaurants and uh, that operate on Arthur Avenue, they come out and they set up out, outdoor shops, and it's, it's very exciting. And um, so the mayor is going to come tomorrow to promote it. And also, did you know that there's Little Italy in the Bronx pasta sauce? which is sold in 5,000 supermarkets around the country and in Canada, Arthur? I did, I did not know that. So it's right up there with Michael's of Brooklyn's uh, pasta sauce. Is that exactly. the deal? Exactly. I know. Well, and also Rayo's. Rayo's is very popular, too. But this is fantastic because what we're going to have up in the Bronx tomorrow is the tractor trailer, the 18-wheeler that transports this sauce all over the country. So you talk about 5,000 supermarkets. On the shelf, people getting this idea of, wait, Little Italy in the Bronx? I didn't know that. Let me try it. Let me get a taste of New York. And then you've got this truck that goes up and down I-95, goes east and west on I-80. Um, so it'll be a lot of fun. And it's also part of uh, tourism marketing. Uh, it's really giving people an idea and a reason to come back to New York, which is what you know NYC and company and the mayor um, are really fighting to do because if, without those tourists, Without, you know, the 60 million tourists that we had prior to COVID, we're, uh, our small businesses are going to continue to struggle. Well, Christine Nichols, I sound, sounds like I hear a little Dear Evan Hansen playing behind us. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. Christine can be here, heard here with uh, Kevin McCullough. Thank you so much, Christine Nicholas. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Don't go anywhere, folks. Okay, girls, ready to go? Yeah. Mom, I'm hungry. Can I have a snack? Me too, Mommy. You want a snack? Yeah. Oh. Got it? Children learn from our behaviors. Mommy, can you open this, All right, please? hold on one second. Okay. Okay, here. Thank you. They learn what is okay from the adults they see. Mommy, are you on your phone? If you're a distracted Mom, driver, <laughs> chances are they will be too. What kind of driver are you raising? Funded by the Governor's Traffic Safety Committee. AM 970, The Answer, doesn't have to stop when you turn off your radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Download the app, just search AM 970, The Answer. Take us with you, wherever you go. The following is a paid political announcement. Hi, this is Frank Pallotta, Republican candidate for United States Congress here in New Jersey's 5th District. I'm not just running to return my district to Republican hands. I'm running to represent all of the people in my district, including seniors, veterans, small businesses, and everyone who longs for real bipartisan leadership. I've just launched a weekly radio talk show on AM 970, The Answer, called Frankly Speaking. Our show will air at 10 a.m. on Sundays, so please tune in. We'll be discussing the issues that are relevant and critically important to all of us here in the 5th District and across the great state of New Jersey. If you'd like to know more, please visit my website, 
website at frankfornj.com. That's frank, the number four, nj.com, where you can follow our campaign, catch up on all the issues, and if you like what you see, please feel free to donate. If you have any questions, please contact our offices at 201-783-8801. Thank you. This is Frank Pallotta, and I approve this message. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Now in stock in all trim levels and all with a flex Flexibility of third row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. So we got to touch a little bit about the world of politics. And as you know, here on the Author Idola Power Hour, we love to tap into one of New York's uh, quintessential political men. Uh, that would be Hank Shankoff. Hello, Hank. How are you? It's Arthur. Arthur, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. What can I say? Oh, God bless you. So I had Lee Zeldin. I had Congressman Zeldin on yesterday. And um, obviously he's very optimistic. And there's polling that looks to be uh, seems to be heading in the right direction for him two months out. Um, what does Hank Shankoff have to say about the governor's race? Yeah, right now, he shouldn't. Uh, he should save his money and buy a house because he's not going to get there. The problem is the Democrats have a two million plus registration edge. Abortion is the issue. Um, number one, number two. And number three, he's on the wrong side of the Trump question. If Trump's house hadn't been raided by the FBI, and now we're learning about the kinds of documents that were taken, and he weren't such a big Trumper, it might be easier, but he's a Trumper. The Hochul campaign's ads attacking him as being extreme are ridiculous and and can't be understood unless you have a translator. So that's the good news. So if he wins, it'll be because of the ineptness of the Hochul game. Well, I asked him him yesterday, I asked him, Two questions. I'll go to the second question first. I said, Congressman, there are people who say they kind of like you, but they can't stand Trump. And how do you differentiate yourself? How do you separate yourself? And he didn't he didn't say, well, he has this position on that and I have a different position. Well, he was the president. He had to have certain policies. I'm going to be the governor. I'll have different policies. What he basically said was, in a nutshell, Hochul is not the governor who she should be, and she's. There's only going to be two choices. It's going to be me or her. And if you th- and then he rattled off, your know, crime is up, the economy's horrible, unemployment, la 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 la. So you have no choice except me or her, and you have to vote for me, as opposed to trying to put a little distance between him and Donald Trump. Does that work? Being just just the anti hokel candidate, ridiculous campaign. Ridiculous. Putting it, he's got to go after the, 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 the appropriate ads would be, would be Hochul being the ringleader of the gang in Albany that makes us unsafe every day. That's a better argument. They won't pass bail reform. They won't protect our citizens. They won't protect our children. The result, crime is up across the board. That's a great argument. The argument that they have, which is, you know, some of this mess that doesn't, not exactly clear, is not going to get rid of an incumbent. You don't beat incumbents easily. Why? Because they're incumbents. Simple. 
So their argument is is not a great one. It's just not. Well, I then asked him, you know, I said, is it true? I said, you know, I haven't listened to every word that's come out of your mouth. Is it true that the first thing you're going to do is fire the Manhattan district attorney? And he said, as soon as I get sworn in, I'm sending him a letter telling him he's out. Is that in the realm of of reality? Can he do it? The answer is yes. What does he lose? He loses nothing for doing that. He can say it all day long, and he should. It's okay, what happens here? You're a native New Yorker, Hank. He He's going to come in. He's going to be the governor for three minutes, and he's going to displace the duly elected first African-American New York County prosecutor. And it's the first time this is ever going to happen. I mean, is that the real way you want to start off your, your governorship? Will not be the best day everyone has had. He will have he, – there will be some people who will be terribly unhappy and will want to uh, fire him as well. But that's the decision he's going to have to make. Look, the better move would be to appoint a special state prosecutor to investigate Bragg's conduct and to investigate the New York City criminal justice system. That's a better idea, which he can do, which he can, which he can find. The, he can move state police around. He can hire special, uh, special investigators. You know, he can do that. Um, you know, why he would do something else is beyond me. You know, that's, well, that's I, I, you and I are on similar pages. You actually have a better idea with the state prosecutor. I just said he should call him up there. They call the, the Manhattan DA up to Albany and say, listen, bro, this is the deal. You know, you're either going to straighten your act out or, or you're going to be out on your, uh, on your tuchus. Uh, the, I noticed that Steve Bannon is supposed to be surrendering tomorrow to be arrested. How much is Bannon, uh, to be on a, on a sealed indictment? I think having to do with, with fundraising and how monies are being spent. How much does Bannon being arrested and indicted, does that hurt Donald Trump? It doesn't really matter. They're two separate entities. Does it embolden him? It helps. Trump will be emboldened because it's what he's always done. He, his entire career, you know, in Jeremy, Jerry Peter's book on Trump, right? I said something, you know, I'm not bragging, but he quoted me in one, one of the chapters at the top. He said, in bold, you know, Hank Shankoff said the fun, which is, this is no different than who the real Trump is. What did people expect? You know, a horse is not a pony and a chicken's not a dog. When you hide, when you vote for chicken, you're not going to get a dog. You're going to get the chicken. And that's what we got. Trump is now emboldened. He's trying to protect himself. He's going to do whatever he could, including cause riots in the streets if that's required. That's who the guy is. And he's good at it. And he knows I, what to do. I know you got to go, Hank. If you had to bet $5 today on who's the Democratic nominee for president of the United States in a couple of years, what, what big $5 wager, what, what name are you coming up with? Well, if Joe Biden wants to stay, he's the nominee. If he doesn't want to stay, it's one of, today it's one of three or four people. Newsom, the governor of California, Klobuchar, the senator from Minnesota, or, or, or uh, Pritzker, the governor of Illinois, and Murphy, or Murphy, the governor of New Jersey. Governors have a higher probability of being elected president throughout our history. Therefore, you go, you know, if you're, if you're a good horse player, you go with the likely winner, and the winner would be a governor in this case, with Klobuchar as vice president. And you're knocking out the, vice, the current vice president as she's out of the running. And I think California is a good place to retire to. <laughs> All right, Hank. I uh, I appreciate it. We're gonna uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and um, we'll come back. Hank Chenkov, thank you so much. I appreciate every time you jump on with us. Your knowledge and your awesome. insight is invaluable. 
You are the greatest. You're the, you're the greatest author. That's all I can say about that. All right? All right. Thank you so much, folks. We're going to take a quick break, and uh, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about taxis and uh, the fare that you pay and whether they're going to make a few bucks and how does that affect Uber and Lyft and the crazy transportation situation here in New York City. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Faster than a roller coaster, love like yours will surely come my way. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. Hi, this is Judge Kamins, a partner at Idala Bertuna, and Kamins, and where Arthur Idala of the Arthur Idala Power Hour works at his 24-7 day job. In 2014, I retired from the bench to join ABK, which is a full-service, preeminent boutique firm that has been helping New Yorkers when legal problems arise. ABK is uniquely qualified to assist New Yorkers who have a wide range of legal problems, from personal injury claims and civil litigation to criminal defense and trusts and estates. I personally work on appellate matters, attorney disciplinary matters, and complex legal issues with a dedicated group of attorneys who provide a team approach to each case. There is no legal problem too big or small for this talented and hardworking legal team. So when you think of the Idala Power Hour, also keep in mind ABK, the power legal firm. Dak Prescott here. Why do I choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because better sleep elevates my game. Only my Sleep Number 360 smart bed helps me fall asleep faster, keeps me cool, and effortlessly adjusts for my best sleep. The result? 28 minutes more restful sleep a night. That's more focus, more edge, and more highlights. And that means more wins for all of us. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed plus free delivery when you add a base. Ends Labor Day. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. The IRS doesn't mess around. If they want your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too, even threaten your home or business. Don't take on the IRS alone. If you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. The experts at Optima specialize in a powerful IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving thousands. One call starts the process to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS from targeting you. But don't delay. It's important to act now while you still have options. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima has already resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get your life back. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for your free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer.
How many times, how many weddings, how many bar mitzvahs, how many birthday parties have we danced to that song? It is, you ready for this? The 79th birthday. 79th birthday of Gloria Gaynor. That must be my number with music, 79. Roger Waters from Pink Floyd turned 79 uh, yesterday. Uh, I believe Keith Richards' birthday is right around here uh, in September. He's going to turn 79. Mick Jagger turned 79. I believe it was in July. Uh, I guess, you know, that shows you how much. Uh, and by the way, the president of the United States is 79. I don't think uh, the president can run around the stage the way Mick Jagger can. Um, but um, I, it says a lot about my musical taste that everything is uh, 79. Um, someone who is definitely not 79, but he is a rocker uh, as a hobby, is my neighbor in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. The man who is a lawyer. <clears throat> he is a partner at the law firm of Wendell's Marks. He is the chairman of their transportation practice group. He is the president of the International Association of Transportation Regulators, the one and the only Matthew Douse. Hello, Matt. It's Arthur. How are you, my friend? Hello, my hello, my good neighbor. I hope the music isn't too loud for you. Just let me no, no, no. If it is next time, <laughs> J- just to have a little bit of fun. Tell the folks what uh, what you what you play, what organ, what instrument you play, and ah, I am classically trained on piano, but then in high school it wasn't cool enough, so I, I switched to electric guitar, and I um, you know I've been playing ever since, having a good time. Uh, I've been playing in bands with lawyers. One was called Class Action. This one is called Sound Judgment. Former officials, <laughs> lawyers, playing music, hard rock. A lot of the folks that you mentioned are in our set list. Um, we haven't tried Gloria Gaynor yet, but one day maybe. maybe never say never, never, up to it. never say never, Matt. So yesterday and today when my phone was blowing up about all these alerts having to do with taxis and their fares and congestion pricing, uh, I said right away, I, I, I called you up. I was like, you around to come on now? You're out giving speeches to educate people on what's going on. But thank you for finding a couple of moments here to, to fill us in. So tell us what's going on. I, again, I just got an alert from yeah. Cranes about the uh, increases for, the, for taxi cabs. What's the update? Yeah, so, you know, to quote Gloria Gaynor, I will survive. I really hope that this cab industry will survive in New York City because, you know, they've been through a lot, as you know. Um, it's starting to make a comeback. The medallions are going up a little bit. We have a bailout fund. You know, passengers are starting to come back. They're partnering with Uber. We talked about this on the last show, Arthur, but I think what the TLC is doing is a good thing. It's, it's about time. It's long overdue. When I was commissioner, um, I, I was really, really criticized for waiting too long to do a bear increase. I think I waited seven years. But now it's been 10 years, so I think they broke the record, but with good reason. You know, we had a pandemic. Timing is everything. It's a 23% fare increase. On its own, it's wow. reasonable. Wow. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> that, minimum... a 23% is, you know, that's that, that's a, that's yeah, a number. It, 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 it's a number, but if you look at, you know, the cost <sighs> of um, living, if you look at the uh, increased gas prices, which, which the drivers have to, you know, basically eat as part of their expenses, if you look at, you know, inflation and all these issues, and you look at the amount of time that it took, it really is not unreasonable. Um, and, and, you know, the, the, the minimum wages are also going to be going up, you know, for the, for the Uber drivers. But I think the problem that we have ties really back to the MTA. Um, if the TLC fare increase goes forward, and then we have congestion pricing on top of that, it's a double whammy. You know, 
the taxis and the for hire vehicles are being double taxed. They've been paying uh, for many years now, four years, and passengers have really been paying, uh, you know, two fifty to two seventy five per ride to go to the MTA. So a billion dollars has gone to the MTA over the last couple of years, and on top of that, they want to charge anywhere but from you know nine to nineteen dollars or more if you come into the congestion zone. I'll give you a perfect example of it. If you're a tourist, okay, and you get the TLC fare increase and the congestion pricing charges, worst case scenario, you'll land and you'll pay $52 on a flat fare to get from JFK to Manhattan. That will go up to, you know, around 62 or $63. And then if you add the congestion charge, you're talking about $86, wow. 84 to $86. Wow, wow, wow. Think about now, that so, for a second. It's yeah, a, yeah, okay, so we're talking to... Increase. Yeah, these are these are huge numbers. These are huge numbers. Um, we're talking to Matt Dows. He's the um, <clears throat> former TLC chairman here in the city of New York. So, and besides being the chair of the uh, Windells Marks Transportation Practice Group, a bunch of lawyers who try to address these issues. Um, and so, are cabs going to be subjected to the tr- to the congestion pricing bumps up? As of now, it looks like they are. There's a couple of scenarios where the environmental impact statement says they might be exempt. But right now, you know, there's no plan to exempt them. So they're going to be charged what we've been charged all this time, plus more. There's going to be a double tax. And that's really going to hurt the cab drivers because there's going to be an incredible reduction in ridership. Whenever you do a fare increase, when I did one in the 2000s, there's always like maybe six to eight months where the cabbies lose about 10 to 50% of ridership. This could be a real problem. If the TLC gives the fare increase and on top of that, riders are charged this congestion charge, they have no place to go. They can't even go into the subways often because they're not safe. So it may not be as big of a ridership drop, but it's going to be significant. And I just hope the MTA realizes that the cabs and the Ubers and the Lyfts, they're part of the transportation ecosystem, right? They should be helping work with the MTA. They should be part of first and last mile connections. Remember when the subways went down during the pandemic? Who was taking people around? It was the cabs, the dollar vans. You know, the MTA looks at the world in moving as many people as they can on buses and subways. That's not how the real world is. You know, you have to integrate them into uh, into the system. And I don't think that there's that respect for them. This proposal that they have is looking to put the taxis and, and the four hire vehicle drivers out of business. It even says that there's going to be such severe job losses with the congestion pricing surcharge that they're going to retrain taxi car drivers to be bus drivers. So I really think the, T, the MTA has to back off. Okay. First of all, we don't even know where this billion dollars went, right? I mean, the system needs to be fixed in terms of crime or people are not going to use it. You could congestion charge all the people that you want. You could raise, you know, a billion, a billion and a half a year. If people are not safe in the system, Arthur, there's nothing that can save the MTA. We're on a, a road to destruction and, and, and fiscal non-viability. And then we're going to go back to the days, you know, you know, right before Joe Loda took over. Remember, with the Great Recession, we had the doomsday budget, right? Remember that? Right. Yep, 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 of course. The, that's going to happen, and we're going to have a system that's not viable. We can't. We, we, we can't be just taking an entire industry with hard-working immigrants and decimating it overnight because we have to plug a budget hole. It's, it's, they need to – now's the time to weigh in. It's not over yet. This is an issue in the governor's race, as you know. Lee Zeldin is against congestion pricing. 
Governor Hochul wants to move forward with it. Now, the devil's in the details. We've got a great board of people, including Kathy Wilde, the Bay Ridgeite, and, and other people that are on this uh, review panel that are going to make the decision or make the recommendation to Janet Lieber and the MTA board on, on whether we should exempt taxi cabs. I really hope that they listen to the hardworking people and a lot of the experts out there that have been saying this is not the right time to do this. And it's way too much money to be charging this industry. Passengers will just stop taking these vehicles, and they could be part of the solution. Once a cab or an Uber gets into the city, they can pick people up one after the other. It's much better than bringing your private car in. So I'm hoping that they'll listen. Uh, this is probably on a path. Matt, let me just, just because you touched on something, we have sure. two minutes to go. I hate sure. to interrupt you. We're talking to Matt Dows. He was the former TLC chair. Um the uh, how, does, how does this affect Uber and Lyft and the, and the, the app rides? The, the meaning that yeah, the, the, the taxi cab increase does it have any effect on them, or are they setting their own numbers? Well, there, what's going to have an impact is there's a simultaneous proposal to raise the living wage for the Uber and Lyft drivers. So right now, the way it's structured, they get about seventeen dollars an hour. This could bump them up to about twenty three dollars per hour. So, yeah, that'll affect Uber, but they're not regulated. Their fares aren't regulated like the taxis are. So what the TLC does is they regulate, you know, the amount of the commission or, or, or amounts that the drivers get paid only. So, you know, they're they're working with taxis now and, and in the future. But for, when it comes to congestion pricing, they're all in the same boat. And the entire industry is kind of united, um, you know, against the MTA for not giving them an exemption and this double tax is really going to be a problem out there. And I really hope that they come to their senses and don't do it. The members of the public should be weighing in on this. You know, passengers are the ones that get screwed. Right. So let me ask you a question, Matt. Let me me give you a real-life example. Um, I'm in midtown Manhattan. I work until 11 o'clock at night. Now, let's just say congestion pricing is in place, and I don't really want to walk down to the subway now at 11 o'clock at night, Um, although my dad did for many years, uh, and, you know, the wonderful R train. But, but I want to go, jump in a cab here in Midtown. Now, the cab is going to say, okay, I'll take you to Brooklyn, but I have to get back to Midtown because that's where I'm going to, or, or Manhattan, that's where I'm going to get my next fare. Are they going to be able to tack on a $23 or whatever it is, uh, congestion pricing to my fare for leaving yeah, the, no, the zone? That's under consideration now. And it, it, it's in the zone. And. They have different pricing proposals. It's a little bit cheaper at night, but no matter what you're talking about, the proposals are anywhere from, you know, $9 or more. You know, so just getting into a cab, plus remember, those other charges aren't going away. It's not, it, worst, best case scenario, $9 that they're looking to charge now, right? Plus the 250 you're already paying and 50 cents that was there since the 2010. So that's three, that's like 12 bucks just to get into a cab. Um, in addition to other fees, right? So it's it's for hardworking New Yorkers, this is a problem. And uh, if you look at poor and low-income underserved communities like Mass Beth, Queens, or East New York, the, you know, if you can't take a subway in and you have to go to a doctor's appointment, let's say you usually take an Uber or, or a green cab or something, you know, you're going to get a huge increase. It's going to go up from like 30 or $40 a trip to like $60 or more. I mean, people can't. With $50,000 or less in, in gross income, they can't afford that, and it's not right. And there's no easy answers here because everybody wants an exemption, right? But this is a really simple message. The, the yellow cabs have been paying this as a test run for four years. 
along with Uber and Lyft. Leave them alone. It's not the right time. They're just recovering. These people, we, we're not back yet where we need to be economically. It is the wrong time. And we should not, we should leave them alone for now. Hit the cars, hit the trucks, figure something else out. Um, and, and let's be reasonable about it. And I'm, I'm confident that this board, okay, which has some really good people on it, you know, John Banks and Kathy Wild, John Samuelson, that they're going to hear the working class person and also look at the, the writers and try to come up with some equitable proposal. And everyone should be weighing in on this. You know, I mean, it's, we have strap hangers and we have, you know, we have Riders Alliance. You have people that represent people who take the subways. But we don't have a group of people that represent taxi and Uber passengers. There's no group. You know, we've tried to form one in the past after a TLC. We've tried to encourage people. But nobody's, you know, those people are just assumed to be able to pay. And, you know, with everything going up, you know, for everyone, you know, every price going up and, and, and the economy being what it is, you know, we can't afford to pay this anymore. And it's not mass transit is not the answer to every trip. It's part of an ecosystem, part, one part of the solution. Um, you know, and, and MTA needs to do more like what London's TFL does or Singapore. We need to work with the taxis and the dollar vans and, and the shuttles and, and, and give them some of these subsidies and let them work these last miles. You know, like in Staten Island, years ago, I put a, a livery stand at, at, on, the, on the Staten Island side of the, of the ferry terminal. It's still there. It's working well. Why don't we have livery stands in, you know, that take people at no extra charge in the Rockaways from, the, from when they get out of the subway to their home? Why shouldn't the MTA be paying for that? They should be doing that. It's a lot cheaper than putting an extra bus line out there, which half the time those buses are empty. You know, sometimes it doesn't make sense in the nooks and crannies of a big city where there's a little bit of sprawl to have multiple passenger trips. We've seen that with Accessoride. Those multiple passenger vans with wheelchair access, they can seat from four to six people in it. On average, consistently, for the last 10 to 15 years, 1.5 passengers is on those vehicles. So they spent all this money on these vehicles, and there's only one to two people on it at any given point in time. It sometimes just doesn't work. The answer is not to put people like sardines into one vehicle. It's to have the right trip for the right vehicle at the right time. And there's a way to do this. There are other cities around the country that are doing this. The federal government's been experimenting with it in Pinellas County, Florida, and a lot of different other places. First and last mile, use taxis for, you know, uh, wheelchair taxis for, uh, you know, the paratransit program exclusively. Give disabled folks the ability to hail an app and an e-help program. You know, one of the things that the TLC is doing also, Arthur, is they're raising the fund or the, another surcharge that will go to the accessible grant so that the drivers can afford to pay for their wheelchair uh, insurance for the ramps they got to put in their vehicles. You know what? That's great. However, who's benefiting from that program? The MTA is using all of those vehicles. You know, those vehicles are being used as part of, you know, Accessorize. And, you know, what? why didn't we use any of that billion dollars for these grants? Why are passengers now being charged even more money to pay for these grants when the MTA is benefiting? If, well, if, let me just say, uh, Matt, I got I got to interrupt you because we're running out of time. But boy, if you wanted, okay. if you really wanted to dig in deep on this topic, I got to tell you how impressed I am and how much I just learned. 
Uh, Matthew Douse is the former TLC commissioner here in the city of New York. He's a law partner at Wendell's Marks. He's the chairman of their transportation practice group. He's the president of the International Association of Transportation Regulators. He took a break from lecturing to people out on the West Coast to uh, lecture to us here on the East Coast. So, Matt, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you uh, giving us so much education and knowledge on this topic that, that, that really affects millions of people. So as this rolls out, I hope you'll uh, roll on down. You can bring your guitar next time you come on play a couple of tunes, and tell us more about uh, what's going on here in the city regarding uh, taxi and limousines. You got it, Arthur. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll talk to you soon. We'll be right back, folks. Wow. What a great show we had. Um, talk about being the quintessential New Yorker. That was the quintessential New York show. We did politics. We did transportation. We did Broadway. We did restaurants. We did foliage. We covered it all. Um, <clears throat> staying on the track of being New York, New York, uh, with God's blessing, um, tomorrow we're going to do, I think, maybe the whole show. We'll see how it rolls out with Rosanna Scotto. Yes, Fox 5's Rosanna Scotto. She is the quintessential New Yorker as well. Um, <clears throat> she's going to tell us what life is like from growing up in Brooklyn, New York, to being on TV her whole life, to having a famous family, to being in the world of restaurants. She also pops around the Hamptons a little bit, uh, what it's like raising a family. When you're on television, first you're doing the evening news, then you're doing the morning news. Um, I'm sure it'll be the most interesting uh, story she's covered. I am sure it's going to be wonderful, although I haven't spoken to her yet, but I know her long enough that I know it's going to be wonderful. So make sure you tune in tomorrow. And um, I don't know. We And then Friday, we're doing some cool stuff. And then next week, we're going to do, be doing some Times Square stuff. So this is the radio show I envisioned. This is the new semester. It's September. It's after Labor Day. It's time to kick some butt from now till the end of the year. So make sure every day, set your clock, 6 p.m., the Author Idola Power Hour on AM 970, The Answer. See you tomorrow. The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.